Drawn to the Flame, and this is another one of our first look episodes at the Forgotten Age Deluxe Expansion. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hello, Peter. This is exciting, isn't it? We're powering through these different factions, and yeah, we're going to do another one. Which one are we doing tonight? Well, I don't know whether you remember uh, many years ago that there was a an octopus who had the power of foresight, managed to predict the winners of the World Cup. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Don't ask me the name of the octopus because I can't remember. But yes, it's do you Paul, remember that? Paul the octopus. Really, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's and he's here with us tonight. Oh wow! I know. I know. Say hi to Paul. Hi, Paul. You wonder what was under this cloth, didn't you? I did. I did wonder. Yeah, and why it sort of was moving in that slightly gelatinous way. Uh, yeah. Well, Paul's got two boxes here uh, for the two classes we haven't looked at yet. And um, what we're yep. going to do is just ask Paul to select one of them for us. Paul, can you select a box? Oh, he's he's leaning towards. He's, oh, he's moving away from. Oh no, he's gone back to the rogues. Uh, oh, the rogues! Wow, thanks, Paul. No worries. Right, he's he's um. Thanks, Paul. He's he's uh he's, he's got another appointment, so he's just going to dash off to that. Great. But let's let's just look at the rogues. I think it's your turn to read the front of our rogue investigator. So we have Finn Edwards. The bootlegger. He has uh, one willpower, four intellect, three combat, and four agility. And he's a criminal. Mm. You may make an you may take an additional action during your turn, which can only be used to evade. Elder sign effect. You get plus one for each exhausted enemy in play. If you succeed by two or more, you may discover one clue at your location. And Finn has seven health and seven sanity. Never lose track of the exit or the merchandise. I love the idea of pulling the Elder Sign on a willpower treachery in the Mythos phase, where there won't be any exhausted enemies in play, <laughs> and you'll be like, no! And the chance of succeeding by two or more is really slim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a weird Elder Sign effect that gets sort of stronger through the turn, right? The more enemies you've evaded, the more likely it is it's going to give you a big boost, which is, yeah, interesting. So the hint here is then that... Finn wants to spend a lot of his time evading. He has an additional action to evade, and his elder sign gets stronger when he does evade. Yeah, yeah. Additional action seems really strong. One of the ways that enemies tax us in this game is by sapping our actions, and if you're playing an evasive investigator, one of the ways that you can get bogged down is if you have two enemies on you and you're having to evade, evade, grab a clue, evade, evade, move away, evade, you know, just... it saps the the will to live but if you had leo in play and you're getting extra action to evade you start to become a powerhouse and i love that four intellect there that means he's a lock picks at eight yeah yeah which is obscene yeah it's a nice intellect to have on a rogue so he could build himself into uh into well we don't know should we look at his deck building options yeah so he has a deck size of 30 the classic size deck building options illicit cards level zero to five Rogue cards, level 0 to 3. Ooh, interesting. Neutral cards, level 0 to 5. And up to 5 other level 0 seeker and or survivor cards. Wow, there's a lot to take in in there, isn't there? (laughs) Yeah, 
The important thing is that he can't. Before you move take... on, he's also got. Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. Signature yeah. cards. And his signatures he has do not count towards the deck size. Smuggled goods, Finn's trusty 38, caught red handed, and one random basic weakness. So he has one extra signature card, which we knew about from the announcement article. But, but yeah, interested to see see those in a moment. So let's look at illicit cards. Illicit cards currently are entirely rogue anyway. There's the Derringer, the Switchblade, Lupara, and the Typewriter. So all the rogue weapons. Oh, and Knuckle Duster, yeah. Burglary is illicit, Contraband is illicit, uh, and Pickpocketing is illicit, and Liquid Courage. And that's it. That's them. Done. Covered. Oh, and Lockpicks, but yeah. Of of the ones that are higher than level three, it's only the typewriter that's level four. We don't have any level five illicit cards. So there's no... He can't take cheap death. Yeah. And he can't, he can't take, take hot streak. He can't take the pocket watch or suggestion either. Yeah. Or hot streak, importantly. Yeah. No hot streak. Can you... Wow. That's really interesting. What What's interesting, I, I like... He's a bootlegger, and he yeah. he's very heavily focused on being slippery. <laughs> yeah, uh, which feels very thematic. Yeah, no, but he's really not does. he's not able to resist anything. Interesting that that the two criminal cards we've got because Skids is criminal as well. Oh, is he ex-con? Skids is traitor. Uh, he his his subtitle is the ex-con. I think he is criminal traitor, isn't he? Yeah, I think so too. So, yeah, he yeah. Is. The two criminals we've seen have both had uh, low willpower scores. Mm. Maybe that's something to do with, yeah. Being tempted into a life of crime. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Compare it with Goody Two-Shoes' Zoe Samaras, you can see why. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You're not going to catch her doing any crimes. Yeah, with this knife that she's holding over. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What are, you, what are your, just running on instinct here, what are your five level zero seeker and or survivor cards? Oh, God, I don't know. I love the idea of maybe... Some kind of survivory weapon, perhaps. Well, uh, you, you could go down. He's got two stats at four. He's got intellect mm-hmm. at four and agility at four. Yeah, there are lots of survivor tricks. So waylay, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ooh, you that's know, nice. Dumb luck, other stuff like that, which can benefit evading things. So yeah. I think if you're going evade, you're almost going down more the or, or going agility you're going down more the survivor route intellect of four is quite reasonable as well that's what most seekers have or half the yeah. seekers yeah most seekers have four mm-hmm. so what so you could do you is go you, dr milan yeah and get your resources or, you that know, way you did milan deduction in the know no not, 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 not in the know yeah um you know cause like that you know yeah get some yeah. clue about clue power behind you The other thing that is really exciting about Seeker cards is you can run Seeker draw cards. Eureka, which has an agility icon conveniently, Preposterous Sketches, Laboratory Assistant. And the reason why draw is good is that rogues have pretty poor draw and love a big handful of cards of tricks and things like that. So that's exciting to me as something to experiment with. Wow, interesting. Let's jump on to his signature cards. Yeah, tell me about his smuggled goods. Well, smuggled goods, it's a zero-cost event with a single wild pip, and it has supply and illicit. 
Vin Edwards deck only. Play only if there are no ready enemies at your location. Search either your discard pile or the top nine cards of your deck for an illicit card and draw it. If you search your deck, shuffle smuggle goods into your deck. Well, this is quite really good. Nice. It's rogue recursion, which we haven't seen. Yeah, pretty explicit recursion, or pretty you know, there's it's targeting a a very particular type of rogue card, which is interesting in itself. You know, you can't keep playing your backstab, say. That's right, yeah. But if you wanted a card which you just fired all the uh, bullets on, so the derringers are illicit, yeah, and the typewriter is, so yeah, you know yeah. you could use a pawn the animal on one of those and then bring it back, yeah. And of course, the typewriter is a great card to use in conjunction with sleight of hand, yeah. As is Lupara, yeah. If you've slighted either of those in and knocked something else out of your hand slots, so you pulled in the typewriter and ended up discarding your lockpicks and your switchblade, say, you can use smuggle goods to get one of those back from your discard pile if you then need it. Or if you're, you've are you got sleight of hand in, in hand and you need to, you, you just need the illicit card that you want to slight out, this is a great card as well for going and hunting for it. Yeah, yeah. I love that if you keep picking from your deck, this keeps going back into your deck as well. I love that it's Essentially, you could just keep using this as long as you keep finding things with the smuggle goods. The smuggle goods keep turning up. You sort of got smuggle goods everywhere. It's very yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But that's not all, because he also has Finn's Trusty 38, Never Leave Home Without It. It's a two-cost asset with an agility and a wild icon, or icons. It's item, weapon, firearm, and illicit, unsurprisingly. His deck only, fast, uses three ammo. Spend one ammo, fight, you get plus two combat for this attack. If the attacked enemy is not engaged with you, you deal plus one damage for this attack. It was an old gun, battered, scraped, and well used, but it had never let him down. And it takes up the hand slot. Well, this is nice, isn't it? I think if we've talked before about how good it is to have fast on a weapon. Oh, yeah. Although, actually, in Finn, maybe less important because he's going to want to be... Sorry, that's my cat charging around the corridor. That was really loud. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, maybe in Finn, fast is less useful because he's potentially going to be evading the enemies before he attacks them, especially with this weapon. Yeah, but you you get the free evade, the free play of this weapon, and then attack and then three potentially times, potentially three shots. Yeah, yeah, which is good. And then if you can if you can then get the the weapon into your discard pile, you could then get it back with smuggled goods, which yeah. is great. Yeah. What we've seen from rogue weapons is. Normally bigger combat boosts, but conditional damage. That seems to be the illicit theme. Hit hard, but not necessarily for lots of damage. Kind of sort of spray and pray. Pray and spray? Yeah. Spray and pray. Either way. Whichever way it is. <laughs> and this this is a similar one. Plus two combat is nice. He, he fights at a five with this, which is decent. And the conditional damage is a different condition than succeed by two, which is nice. Okay, well, let's jump on to Finn's weakness, mm -hmm. which is caught red-handed. And this is a weakness and an amazing trait here, blunder. Nice. I think, yeah. oh, I want to say there's another blunder somewhere. Am I right? I think you're wrong. I think this is our only blunder. Is it? Maybe, yeah. I, maybe I saw it originally and thought, ah, oh, blunder's really good. And then I yeah. remembered it. Anyway, uh, it has revelation. Ready each enemy at, lo at your location or a connecting location. Oof. Each 
hunter enemy at a connecting location moves one location toward you. If no enemies move as a result of this effect, shuffle caught red-handed back into your deck. Because you haven't been caught. You haven't been caught with any colour hands. Mm. Yeah. I so mean, it... all of those actions you've saved, evading enemies carefully and, and then it's all dashing undone. away from them, and then this can unpick all of that. Yeah, it, it, it's always going to likely inconvenience you when it's pet played. Mm-hmm. It's a classic don't draw last action card. Yes. Because if you draw this in upkeep, you might end up with a hunter enemy that you've just evaded moving and, and joining you, but it doesn't get to attack you. Oh, exactly, you can yeah. use your free evade the following turn to evade it again and move on. It's irritating if, if you're waiting at a location that you're about to clear of clues or something like that, and it's sort of dragged hunter enemies to catch up with you because normally when you evade a hunter you're getting two turns grace to get away from it yeah the rest of the turn when you evaded it and then the next turn when it's already a location behind yeah i yeah i, I, I don't think it's too bad um no there's been worse no, no, ones no, i don't either i um, think there are going to be those times then, when it's horrible it's, yeah, exactly i was about to say this yeah i mean imagine if you know you just don't, that power drop at the end of or in the middle of um the devourer below and you've got oh. all those those cultists standing there. Maybe you've just evaded them all, and then yeah. suddenly they catch you red-handed, and they're all ready again. You've played a cunning distraction on them, but you wouldn't have stayed. That's the thing, right? Why would you have moved in? I mean, maybe you've moved in and evaded a bunch so that everyone else has run past you. Yeah, but you st- yeah, and you get, they don't have hunters. So you're getting ready to play elusive or something like that next turn. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But yeah, maybe. like you say, I think there'll be situations where it's terrible, and it it's the worst possible thing that could happen. Uh, and yeah. maybe maybe what you've got to do is always have half an eye on being caught as you play. Yeah, yeah, and just not just not let yourself get into that position. Yeah, if you're going into seek a draw, this could really punish you as well. You evade an enemy, you play your preposterous sketches to get three more cards, and immediately that enemy readies. Yeah. So being aware that you have this chance that for Finn, enemies might not stay down as much as for. Any other, you know, when Skids evades an enemy, he knows that it's evaded. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, let's jump on to the road cards themselves. Let's. Oh, my goodness. The first road card is an XP card. Just wow. to continue this theme of messing this up. It's a one-cost asset for one XP. It's Treasure Hunter. It's an ally and wayfarer traded. It seems that like we've been getting a few ally wayfarers. Two health and two sanity. One intellect icon. You get plus one intellect. Wow. For one cost and one XP. Forced at the end of the upkeep phase, I knew there was going to be a catch. You must either (laughs) pay a resource or discard Treasure Hunter. Oh, well, interestingly, this is very similar to Hired Goons, isn't it? What are they called? Yeah, Hired Muscle. Hired Muscle, which is one cost and is 3-1, gives you plus one combat and has the exact same ability on it. Yeah. So we haven't seen too many people playing Hired Muscle, but I tend to think that's because combat rogues go a different route altogether yeah this seems more generally useful but then who's going to use it does maybe does jenny not pick up magnifying glass instead yeah or or lockpicks for all rogues oh, it's also a one cost asset <laughs> a one xp asset rather you know but then this has two sanity and two damage to soak yeah and yeah. two health to soak rather which is which is pretty chunky. If it stays around for a few turns, I, I I think you can probably play Treasure Hunter earlier on when you're just you know trying to find Blitzing some clues. Around, yeah, clues. Yeah, 
and then maybe she takes it's a he it's like a he just take, takes takes a hit later on to stop you from paying that resource yeah yeah that's true interesting really interesting i like the i like the intellect bonus but but yeah the length of time that you want to keep it around is I think that's what's put people off hired muscle. Is hired muscle a seven cost card or is it a one cost card? And it's always been hard to to gauge how long to keep it around to actually get value out of it. Yeah, yeah. And certainly like, Skids, if Skids wanted it, he could take Beat Cop and not have to worry. It obviously costs a lot more, but not worry about how long he keeps it around. Yes, yeah. I mean, I guess the, the argument is that you'd have, and we were talking about hired muscle now, but you, you'd take, you'd have hired muscle for four turns and it would be the same as a beat cop mm. potentially yeah maybe with treasure hunter the other synergy potential synergy here is if you're burgling repeatedly treasure hunter helps with the burglary and if you're getting three resources a turn from a burgle for an action turning that into essentially clicking for two resources a turn is yeah. not the end of the world yeah yeah it's still, I mean, I, you're I still guess, like making a bang for your buck yeah you could you could have, yeah, Finn with Milan and a treasure hunter. Then can burgle, Ooh. and he's he's on six intellect there. Yeah, but then the again, Milan buck goes to that, yeah. and then you're getting this three extra. The other thing, of course, is that lockpicks. You can't use lockpicks to burgle because they're both investigate actions on separate cards. Whereas you can use treasure hunter to burgle. Yeah, I quite like the idea that you're burgling with treasure hunter, and he just comes in and tells you all the good things to Nick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That looks valuable over there. (laughs) Gold in the back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Okay. Next, we have a decorated skull. Oh, what a subtitle. Doom begats doom. That is nice. Okay. So this is a zero cost asset with a single agility pip and it's an accessory. It has item, relic and cursed traits. The second thing we've seen that's cursed yeah like the Cthonian stone yeah and also it's a relic so ursula can take yeah, it hello ursula okay uses zero charges already that's weird <laughs> yeah reaction after an investigator ally asset or enemy at your location is defeated place one resource from the token bank on decorated skull as a charge action spend one charge draw one card and gain one resources Ah, I was so close to getting that all right. <laughs> Action. Spend one charge, draw one card, and gain one resource. Interesting, isn't it? What is an ally asset being discarded count as it being defeated if you didn't pay for your treasure hunter? No. My understanding would be, I'd have to look this up, defeated... It would be defeated by damage or horror, is right? taking up to its value of... Okay, let's have a quick look at the rules. I think you're right. That tallies with what I was expecting. Defeat. Yeah. Taking damage and or horror may cause an investigator enemy or asset to be defeated. Yeah. Yeah. Worth noting then, any sort of synergy of just discarding allies doesn't help you. So it costs zero to play. So you just spend one action. But then you spend subsequent actions to draw a card and gain a resource. So how many draws would you have to get off it for it to be really worth it do you think i like the idea of leaving it down for a long time and then it has many charges on and then you have that turn where you draw four and gain four resources assuming you have leo in play and it's 
a, a perfect kind of feast or famine. I'm going to refill my hand and get resources as I do it. Yeah. Someone like Wendy likes doing that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They've, they've just done a load of attacks and burnt a load of cards and spent a load of resources on different events. And they're kind of... At that point, you don't really just want to be spending actions to draw cards to fill your hand up again. You want to burst back up. And this is a way of doing that. I mean, it's also... If you're going to spend an action to draw or gain a resource and you already have this in play and you've seen you've been defeating enemies, this is strictly better, right? Why not have both yeah. rather than one? Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you want a few activations of it because you, you've obviously spent the action to put it into play and then the action yeah. to use it. Yeah. I've got a feeling this would rack up charges really quickly. I think so too. I tell yeah. you what's interesting though. Akachi can take this, can't she? Uh, no. Cards with uses. Oh, charges. Uses charges. charges, yeah. I was looking for the occult and couldn't see it. Yeah, she can, yeah. So, in fact, when Akachi plays it, it comes into play with a charge on it, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, of And course. then Spirit Seeker. Yeah, Exhaust Spirit Seeker. Choose an asset you control with uses charges. Return it to your hand or move all charges from that asset to your resource pool. It has resources. Mm-hmm. Then discard mm-hmm. the asset. So that's good, and then also you can not so use you could, it with her weakness because that you spells. Pay zero for this, and you get one charge, and then it slowly ticks up as enemies are killed, and then at some point, as a catchy, discard it for all of those resources in one fell swoop for no actions. So you spent one action to gain as long as you're willing to wait resources. Yeah, it's what one that's, plus that's resource nice. you get, and I think you yeah. usually get to five or six on this. If you're standing, yeah, if you're standing yeah, in the definitely. right place, especially if, as a catchy, you're killing stuff. Yeah, kill, kill a ghoul, kill a rats, kill a fanatic. Kill off, suddenly you're at, kill yeah, off your you're own arcane initiate. Yeah, exactly. Kill off Renfield. Kill He's off going Renfield, crazy. Yeah. yeah. At that point, you're at you're at five. So that's six resources for one card. Kind of great. It's competing with Holy Rosary and Hubert's Key, but yeah. I like it. I think it's 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 a really interesting card. I'd be interested to see what rogues take it and what use they make out of it. Mm. For a combaty rogue, the accessory slot isn't under too much pressure or competition. No. So this could be that really nice thing that you play early on and you just leave ticking up as you slowly sneak attack and switchblade enemies. And then when you're really starting to burn out towards the end of a scenario, you have a turn where you spend a bunch of charges, draw a bunch of cards, gain a bunch of resources and you're sort of refueled. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. The next card is Eavesdrop. It's a one-cost event with intellect and agility icons. It's insight and trick traded. Very strange art. It's like a photograph. Yeah, yeah. Very odd. Yeah, I like it. Choose an unengaged enemy at your location. Test intellect X, where X is the evade value of the chosen enemy. If you succeed... Discover two clues at your location. This seems like a very, very thin card, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. This is like, well, it's it's like the rogue, look what I found, or the rogue working a hunch, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of, how do you get more clues as rogues? You make sure there's an unengaged enemy at your location and then use your intellect against their agility or their evade rather wow cool one cost for two clues is pretty yeah, good if you have the intellect nice. to 
Interestingly, it's not an investigate test. Yes. So magnifying glass doesn't work, and Milan doesn't yeah, trigger. True. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's right, and you can't add lockpicks to you it or things like picks. that anyway, because it's a separate test. It could potentially be quite a low value, diff- uh, a low difficulty test. Yeah, you could be at a shroud five and draw an enemy that has uh, an evade of two, and suddenly this is a really useful way for rogues to clear out of that location quickly. That they evade the enemy, play eavesdrop, and get two clues, and then they move on. Uh, it's worth noting that it tests intellect, which streetwise boosts as well. So yeah, the ease course, yeah. to get to a high high intellect is you know if you're boosting agility and intellect, they're kind of both covered by streetwise. Okay, yeah, interesting, nice flexible option. Maybe yeah. good for Wendy as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice for Wendy actually. Okay, finally we have you handle this one. Now we've yes. seen this and chatted this about this uh, a while ago. Yeah, yeah. So, but we'll go through it anyway. This is a zero cost event. It has an intellect and an agility pip, and it has uh, the trick trait. Fast play after you draw a non-peril encounter card, but before resolving that card's effects, choose another investigator. That investigator is considered to have drawn that encounter card instead. Gain <laughs> one resource. And the art is this the kind of a, well, a, a rogue-looking chap sitting back with a cigarette while his friends fight off some monstrosity outside. <laughs> he's been busy. He's run out of cards. He's He's been doing daring manoeuvres and things like that. I love that this is our first explicitly multiplayer rogue card, and yeah. it's negative for other people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one that makes people's life difficult, yeah. And I think that kicker of gaining a resource for doing it is also... Like, it's cute, isn't it? It's just a little tip of the hat that rogues, the way they grow in potency is by letting other people deal with things rather than... It's not like Zoe who gets stronger the more enemies she engages. It's that they get stronger the more problems they just dodge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. It's perfect for Finn uh, for those willpower tests that you don't want to take. You can even pass the card on to someone else who can cancel it with one of their cancellation cards. Yeah. Yeah, you can pass the enemy on to a guardian who's waiting, ready to fight an enemy. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of flexibility and, and, with it. And get paid as, as a, you do it, you know. Yeah, yeah, everyone wins in that in that situation. Yeah, I mean, quite often you'll say, "Oh, if only I'd drawn that encounter card instead." Yeah, <laughs> that, these have n- come out in the can. wrong order. I've got the enemy, yeah. you've got the yeah. And the the other thing is that rogues can be quite generalists. You think of Jenny that sort of can be built to handle everything. But we'll see, I think, more with Finn where there are some things he really doesn't want to handle and other things he likes handling. You know, if he draws an enemy, he gets a free evasion on them, which is great. Sort of hasn't cost him anything. But if he draws a willpower treachery, he's probably going to be punished by it. So you want to be a bit more choosy about the kind of cards that you draw or don't draw. And, you know, you don't have other ways of being selective beyond passing them off. Cool. Well, that was a really interesting bunch, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, some some curious cards there. It's really nice to see with a rogue, a high intellect rogue, that we're also getting other intellect related cards in Eavesdrop and Treasure Hunter, and that I've long felt like rogues are sort of second to seekers in how their investigative abilities can work out. You know, even Skids has intellect three, which is pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, and nice to see that that could be a part of the 
the style of play that you don't have to be the rogue who's doing burst damage. You could be the rogue who's dealing with enemies through evasion and also getting clues sort of steadily for the group. That's it for our rogue first look. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you.